Welcome to the conversation at airsafe.com with your host, Dr. Todd Curtis. This is show number 47, an interview on the Radio America show, The Greg Knapp Experience. This interview from April 6, 2008, discussed some of the issues that were brought to light in the FAA hearings about the FAA safety oversight role. Greg Knapp was the host of the show, and we covered several topics, including the threats that were alleged to have been directed at the whistleblowing FAA inspectors. The show was first broadcast by airsafe.com on April 14, 2008. We're talking about the whistleblowers who exposed these maintenance and inspection problems at Southwest Airlines. You remember this story that there were problems with the planes, that they were at the level that would be considered unsafe and nothing was being done. And I'll tell you, when I first saw the headline of this story where it says that the whistleblowers were threatened with losing their jobs, I thought Southwest Airlines was looking to fire some Southwest employees. But no, 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 no. Oh, worse than that. Because then you could say, well, Southwest was looking out for itself. FAA employees were being threatened with their jobs for doing their jobs by FAA managers. Wow, this is big. Uh, Dr. Todd Curtis is joining me. He is an aviation safety analyst. He has created the website airsafe.com. Dr. Curtis, thanks for joining me. Well, thanks for having me, Greg. I'll tell you, this this was the weird thing. When we saw that the FAA whistleblowers were testifying, saying, you know, here we are doing our jobs. We're reporting noncompliance uh, by Southwest, telling you the inspection problems we have. And our own managers are coming in. Uh, the one guy said that his manager commented on the pictures of his family, said family's most important, and then said, you know, your job could be jeopardized by your actions. Wow, this is the FAA who's supposed to be keeping us safe, and they're they're threatening a guy who's trying to do his job. Well, that's a, that's the thing that's very shocking about this, because one of the fundamental realities of the situation that we have here is that the FAA provides oversight of the maintenance, and especially of the safety compliance of the U.S. airlines. Right. The FAA doesn't have maintenance people. It doesn't have inspectors uh, for to do the actual work. Let's say they rely on the airlines for that. So the FAA has to be the watchdog. They have to take a stand for the passenger, not for the airline. Right, and what these whistleblowers are saying is that they believe that the culture at the FAA right now, and I don't know for how long, it sounds like for a long time, that they've been viewing the airlines as their customers instead of the you know the, the airlines that they are supposed to be regulating, that they are supposed to be the watchdog, not somebody that is the customer of the airlines. Have you seen that in your experience? In my experience, I haven't seen that uh, to the extent that they've apparently had it at Southwest for a while. And Southwest may indeed be an anomaly. It may be a one-off kind of thing. It, can you explain to me, Dr. Chris, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I just, I, I'm totally ignorant on how this works, and, and maybe some other people are like me. You say at Southwest Airlines, are there certain FAA people assigned to individual airlines, or how does it work? Well, there's a multi-layered system. You have uh, district offices for the FAA that might oversee airlines in that particular region of the country. Mm -hmm. And within the airline itself, you might have two kinds of people, FAA inspectors who are essentially assigned to the airline and people within the staff of Southwest who act on behalf of the FAA, even though they're paid by Southwest, sort Mm -hmm. of overseeing the maintenance and overseeing the compliance from within the airline. And, and that's worked fairly well for us before because it, it sounds like there may be a conflict of interest with that person paid for by Southwest who's also working for the FAA at the same time. That sounds weird. That's the way well, we've always it, done it? 
It was, uh, well, when I was at Boeing, uh, during the 777 development, that was quite common as well. That is, it was a normal procedure to have certain people within Boeing who were there primarily to act on behalf of the FAA to make sure things were in compliance for the FAA. Obviously, they were still paid by Boeing, but they were inclined to lean toward safety, that is, lean toward making sure the airplane is actually fitting the regulations that the FAA has. Right, and you figure for an airline, I mean, I, I know there are a lot of people who don't like uh, big business who would think the airline doesn't care, they just want to make money, but nothing will hurt your bottom line more than having a couple of these planes go down and having people get killed. Uh, they obviously don't want that, so it's in everybody's interest to keep these planes as safe as possible, right? And that's the common sense attitude, because if you step back for a minute and just step away from the whole compliance and whole regulatory situation here, no one in the system wants to see things go badly, at least of all the people who are running the airline and the passengers who are on the airplane. Now, fact of the matter is, performance of the U.S. airline industry has been phenomenal over the last decade. Granted, there have been some events and, of course, 9-11 stands on its own for several reasons. Sure. But in the 1990s and the 2000s, the number of crashes you see per year is nothing like what we saw in the 70s, even though we're flying two and three times as many aircraft, two and three times as many flights. Yeah, but it certainly doesn't make you feel better when you hear that Southwest had been flying dozens of 737s, Boeing 737s, where it used to work, mm -hmm. and uh, 145,000 passengers, they say, were on these planes that had not been inspected for cracks in the fuselage. That sounds pretty scary. Well, it is very scary because if you think back for a minute, many of your listeners might remember April of 1988, the Aloha Airline 737 that had the entire front section of the top of the fuselage come off in flight. Right. And fortunately, no passengers were killed, although there was one flight attendant killed. That was a huge wake-up call for the industry. There are many changes that happened, one of them being older aircraft had a very strict regimen of checks to make sure that fuselage cracks of that type didn't reoccur. And that is one of the reasons why what happened at Southwest is such a sore point with the uh, government right now. Sure. They were supposed to make sure that those aircraft had that kind of check. Now, the $10.2 million fine you might have heard about? Yes. $200,000 of that fine was for the uh, airline, Southwest, for getting to check the airplanes. $10 million of the fine was because Southwest continued to fly those airplanes once they realized they had to be checked. Yeah, that those was the big thing. They should have been grounded. They should have been checked. It was a very, very, very quick check. Had they grounded the airplanes, checked them, and gone on the merry way, this would not be a story. Absolutely. That's the thing that you can't forgive. When you know there's a problem and then you don't follow through with the security procedures to take care of that problem, there's no way you can excuse that. Absolutely. Talk, talk. And the whistleblowers were right to jump over the chain of command and get this to the attention of the higher-ups at the FAA. Absolutely. Dr. Curtis with me here, aviation safety analyst on the Greg Knapp Experience. His website is airsafe.com, where you can find out an awful lot more information on this. Do you think this is just an anomaly? Or, you know, when we're hearing these whistleblowers say, hey, the FAA didn't even like that we were telling them this was going on. Our own managers were telling us, you know, hey, you're putting your job at risk. Is the system broken, or is this just a bad area of the country uh, that was handling Dallas-Fort Worth? This is something that will have to be drawn out, perhaps in the courts, perhaps within the congressional hearings, such as what we saw yesterday, in that if this is a system-wide problem, if this is not just Southwest but the other major airlines of the country, then we have a serious problem in this country. But this could be an organizational problem in just part of the organization. I don't know. 
and no one else knows either. We'll have to wait and see what happens with the investigation. Does it worry you, Dr. Uh, uh, Dr. Curtis, that just last week you had Delta and United Airlines both cancel flights, and this was for unscheduled inspections of some of their aircraft? I mean, does that raise a red flag? Well, in the particular instance of Delta and America, no, it doesn't worry me at all, because what the FAA did after the Southwest debacle happened, they said, look, I want every airline in the country to look through all of the airworthiness directives, which is a specific type of directive that Southwest violated. Look through all of them. Look through 10% of them by March 28th. If you see anything out of the ordinary, do something about it. Delta and American found specific problems with their airplanes. They grounded them. They checked them. They put them back in service. We might see more of this in the next couple of months because the airlines have until June 30th to go through the other 90% of the airworthiness directives. So that's probably a good sign that the other airlines are realizing, hey, we don't want to get caught like Southwest did. Well, absolutely. And I don't think they will because this is clearly something that's going to get the attention of the airlines. Great. They don't want the fine, and worse than that, they don't want the bad press. Absolutely. Dr. Curtis, thanks for your expertise on this. It's uh, airsafe.com on the web. Thank you, sir. Well, thanks for having me. For additional information and other resources related to the issues discussed in the show, please visit faa.airsafe.org. There you'll find links to related resources and links to other resources related to airline safety and security. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.